Welcome to Candid Catholic Convos, a program brought to you by the Catholic Diocese of Harrisburg. Our mission is to humanize the church and help you to grow in your faith, love, and understanding. I'm your host, Rachel Trochet, a cradle Catholic who's only human and struggled with faith on more than one occasion. Each week, you'll hear engaging, down-to-earth interviews and actionable strategies you can implement into your life with ease to help you grow closer to God. If you're ready to open your heart and step fully into the person God created you to be, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Candid Catholic Convos. The other day, my son was telling me there's a new bully in his school, and he's not a fan of this kid. He picks on his friends. He tries to get them to do things to get them in trouble. General old school bully stuff. My son is generally a good kid, and he cares a lot about his friends, so he asked what he could do. We told him he should stand up for himself and his friends, to which my other son asked the very fair question, what does stand up for yourself mean? Well, according to the dictionary, to stand up for something means to defend or support a particular idea or person who is being criticized or attacked. In this case, we told him the first thing he needs to do is go get an adult involved. But what about those of us who are adults and we find ourselves engaged in defending our beliefs or values? There's no adultier adult around. We're the adult. So what do we do? Well, the first thing we need to do is define and stay true to our values. Then we need to keep ourselves informed, share our views with others, engage in conversations, especially with those who share different views, and most importantly, take action. Tomorrow is the annual PA March for Life in downtown Harrisburg, and this topic has been heavy on my mind lately as I've witnessed the internet volleying of opinions from people I love and trust on the topic of abortion. While there are a lot of wonderful organizations in place providing crisis pregnancy services, they unfortunately don't have the same space or name recognition as many pro-abortion facilities, and many of them are in danger of losing their funding which will prevent them from providing life-affirming care. So today, I've invited Al Ganoza, the Director of Communications for the PA Catholic Conference, and Dan Bartkowiak, Director of Communications for the PA Family Institute, to share with us how we can make our voices heard during tomorrow's march. And, as Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9 says, speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. Dan and Al, thank you guys so much for joining me to talk about the PA March for Life. I'm really excited. I believe this is the third year that we're doing this. So thank you so much for coming and talking about it and and helping to spread the word. Great to be here. Thanks so much, Rachel. Yeah, Rachel, thank you. And and Dan and the Family Council have done so much on this. We're we're lucky just to ride on their coattails as the PCC. It has been a great event, all thanks to them and, and other people, but mostly thanks to you guys. That's awesome. So would you mind telling me a little bit about yourselves and your organizations and what you guys do? Okay. The Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, we are the lobbying arm of the Pennsylvania bishops uh, at the Capitol. So we we advocate for and against a number of issues that apply to the Catholic faith. Of course, uh, maybe our biggest one, probably our biggest one are, are pro-life issues. And there are, are several that come under that heading. But uh, yeah, we're very active at the Capitol. And work uh, in front of the scenes and also behind the scenes to get um, get our principles uh, across and represented at the Capitol. Yeah, and Pennsylvania Family Institute is 
Absolutely. Uh, so excited to kind of work with the Catholic Conference here in Harrisburg with regards to advancing policies, educating uh, those about a variety of issues. And so at Pennsylvania Family Institute, our mission is to see Pennsylvania as a place where God is honored, religious freedom flourishes, families thrive, and life is cherished. And so certainly that last part, the life is cherished, is uh, really when it comes to the Pennsylvania March for Life, you know, abortion is the opposite of, of obviously cherishing life. And, and so wanting to see lives saved, uh, the need to do educational efforts, the need to see policies changed in our state. You know, when you have abortion at 24 weeks in pregnancy, uh, you know, babies are being born at that stage. Um, you know, it's just so abhorrent to see, uh, you know, abortion being allowed and permitted uh, at such a, a late stage in pregnancy here in Pennsylvania. And so wanting to see those things changed is certainly working with groups like the Catholic Conference and others um, and then even, even in the court system, our organization has a pro bono legal team. So when it comes to girls being coerced into having an abortion, uh, we are an organization that tries to come alongside that, that girl, that woman to say, uh, we, you can protect that child and, and, and providing the legal aid for her. So a variety of ways we work at the Pennsylvania Family Institute, uh, ultimately see life saved and, and cherishing life in Pennsylvania. That's pretty amazing. Talk to me a little bit more about other things that you guys are doing, your respective organizations are, are doing, like, especially the Pennsylvania Catholic Conference, like, I'm not huge into politics, but talk to me about how we're advocating for a pro-life Pennsylvania. Right now, it's on several fronts. Uh, and also talk about, right now, we're, we're very much concerned with the, the quality of life for women, too. Mm -hmm. uh, when we're talking about pro-life, we're also talking about the health of the women, um, Maternal mortality, we've been big on that. And a lot of that has to do with crisis pregnancy centers and helping women out. We're trying to keep funding up for that. I know the Family Institute's doing that too. We're, we're very concerned about funding uh, being cut for that. And also with the House going over to, to Democrat, there are, there have been, and there are going to continue to be several bills coming out that are, that are pro-abortion. So that is something that we are watching. And Realistically, they're not going to go anywhere because the, the Senate is controlled by Republicans. But a lot of this right now is geared toward looking at the next election. And Democrats are going to try to tie everything they possibly can to abortion because that seems to be the issue that is, is working for them right now here and across the country. Yeah, and to add to that, um, you know, our offices for the, the Catholic Conference and Pennsylvania Family Institute both are just blocks from the Capitol. And so we often are walking over and, you know, engaging our elected officials, those that see that life needs to be cherished and protected in our state, um, those that want to see abortion through all nine months of pregnancy, sadly. So there's a variety of worldviews that are on display at the Capitol. And so trying to engage them is certainly an, an ongoing battle for our organizations and, and the need for folks around the state to be engaging their elected officials. And, you know, one example at the Capitol is there have been not one but two hearings uh, by uh, uh, the uh, legislature in terms of looking at what they call anti-abortion centers and the quote-unquote deceptive practices of pregnancy centers. The great work that these organizations do to help women on a daily basis, uh, women that are coming in that need help from counseling just to know how to parent a child. And then the, the material needs, diapers, formula, you know, so much of those things. That's what's being given by hundreds of pregnancy centers from around the, the state. And yet we have legislators that are trying to 
uh, really kind of give this false perception of what they do and how they're, they're trying to deceive and attack women. Uh, you know, they've had these multiple hearings and it's led to le a legislation that's really frankly trying to attack pregnancy centers and obviously what's happening with real alternatives, uh, you know, really trying to remove funding from these organizations and giving it to those like Planned Parenthood, uh, that is the largest abortion provider in the state. So uh, certainly the need to engage our elected officials is at a heightened level, especially with what we've seen with the overturn of Roe, uh, with the real alternatives funding being taken away and, and really the smear campaign that's happening against pregnancy centers. You know, the need to engage our elected officials, especially on this front is at an utmost high. So that's what our organizations are doing and I appreciate folks around the state that are engaging their elected officials in support of these great organizations. I just want to piggyback on that. Dan, that's a perfect word for it, smear campaign. It has got me so infuriated the way they're trying to distort what these great crisis pregnancy centers do. And it, it's just infuriating because it's wrong. I don't know if it's it's ignorance or just outright lying, but it's not right. It's not correct. Yeah, just hearing you guys talk about that, I'm just like it makes me want to just shake someone because, mm -hmm. I mean, you they they claim to be that it's all about pro-choice, but if you're not actually presenting the other choice, which is you want to carry this baby to, to term, you want to have the baby, but then we're not going to give you any of the support that you need to have a baby, like. When I read about some of the wonderful work that these pregnancy centers are doing, like helping women get out of abusive situations, helping them to find housing, to find education, to really raise a baby. Like, I wish a lot of that had been there when I was having kids. And I love how you both mentioned that you're also focusing on the woman, because I feel like a lot of times, especially the view from the other side is that. They only care about the babies. Well, no, there's there, there's two lives involved. It's not just the life of the baby. It's the life of the mother as well. And her quality of life matters just as much as the quality of the life of the unborn child. So I think that that's amazing that both of your organizations are really focusing on the whole life and the whole picture because it's not it's not a one sided thing. And I hate to jump in again, but that's what these crisis pregnancy centers do. They follow the woman and the child after birth. Yeah. They, they, they stick with them for as long as they need help. Yes, because it's not just about having the baby. Like, you, you still have to care for the baby after that. It's not just birth. And and even speaking at the Capitol, um, thankfully, there was an additional hearing uh, held by uh, the Republican uh, Policy Committee in the House and had several pregnancy center directors, had some of their clients come in to highlight the great work that they're doing and the the, the counseling service, the the money for for housing, you know, just be able to afford rent, uh, and then and then the the kind of holistic approach too of also it's the mother, the child, also the father that's mm -hmm. involved if if they're supportive, being able to connect with the father as well, kind of having the whole family picture as being supportive and, and encouraging them to to carry this child to to support this child. So having the resources there, I mean, it's just amazing what folks like Jill Hartman uh, in Lancaster, Amy Shearing out in Pittsburgh, so many of these pregnancy centers, what they what they do to come alongside these women. And, and yet we have legislators, we have a governor who frankly wants to shut them down. They've literally said Planned Parenthood saying their goal is to shut these pregnancy centers down. And it's it's abhorrent to see what's going on um, and, and having legislators really coming alongside that type of mentality that here these women that are needing these facilities, needing these material, needing this counseling, uh, needing the help and, and frankly looking to save these lives. 
that's what our governor and so many other pro-abortion, really extreme politicians are pointing at to say we want to shut that down. It's, it's something that people need to be aware of and speaking out on. And that's absolutely why encouraging folks to attend something like the Pennsylvania March for Life. Amy and Jill, they're great. And they um, at one of those hearings back in the fall, they got a lady named Sarah Bowen, um, I think from a Promise of Life Network, and she systematically, calmly, and just, you could talk, spoke from the heart and just shut down all the arguments coming and frustrated the, the lawmakers that were questioning her. And she just did such a great job. And that, that was inspirational to see her do that. So, but yeah, uh, Jill Hartman, uh, Amy Sharing, just a great group too. Just, they just do excellent work. Yeah, it sounds like, um, especially this year's March for Life, with everything going on in Harrisburg, that it's extra important that we have the turnout that we have to show that there are Pennsylvanians who don't support abortion, that they support life and, and want to walk with these women and these families the whole way through. So talk to me a little bit more about the March for Life. Is it the same as the March for Life in Washington? How is it different other than the location? Um, and how will both of your organizations be participating? Yeah, great questions. Uh, you know, Jeannie Mancini, who's led the March for Life uh, for a number of years now, and her great team, uh, you know, they've been doing uh, national marches, you know, in D.C. It's great to see people coming to the Capitol and, and engaging, you know, uh, our, our really federal officials. Uh, they kind of, uh, several years back, also viewed the, the state battles that were happening and the need to speak out from a state policy perspective. And so they started to do these state marches and Pennsylvania was, was one kind of early on uh, starting to, to do a march. And then certainly when Roe v. Wade was overturned, you know, that obviously put the spotlight right on, on the state level that you know, abortion policy can be uh, something that a state can take ownership of. So now we do have states that are saying, you know, life can be protected. Um, we have other states that are saying, you know what, we're going to allow, you know, the, the abortion through all nine months of pregnancy in you know, a state like New York or New Mexico. And so here in Pennsylvania, you know, again, we have abortion through 24 weeks in pregnancy and uh, the need to really improve that is there. And so with Roe v. Wade being gone, you know, we absolutely can look to advance those types of policies, um, but we need elected officials to act. We need to work through our state government to be able to change state policy. And so the need for something like the Pennsylvania March for Life is certainly there to show our elected officials that there is support, that there is unity behind uh, the right to life, to looking to protect preborn children. And so uh, what this event has become is just so phenomenal because it's been one of the largest rallies ever in Harrisburg. There were state officials that came that said they'd never seen more people at a rally than what's what they're seeing at the Pennsylvania March for Life. And that makes a, a, an impact. It makes a difference. Uh, even our, our pro-abortion Governor, both uh, Tom Wolf, who, who and, and then currently, you know, Governor Shapiro, have taken notice. They've they've you know gone to Twitter, you know, pointing out the event because, frankly, it's hard to not notice so many people. And so, uh, even those that are on the side that says you know abortion should be through all nine months of pregnancy uh, are taking notice of this type of event. So that only happens because people come together. You know, it's so great to see. We've got buses from Pittsburgh, from Erie, from Scranton, from Philadelphia, from Reading. It's just awesome to see so many people take ownership, invest the time, invest resources to come out, to come together, to say we need to protect life 
in Pennsylvania. Uh, it's just so grateful for that, grateful for organizations coming together, uh, the Catholic Church, Catholic Conference, uh, Knights of Columbus have been huge in this. Um, so many organizations coming together to say, we want to see life protected in our state. We need to see moms and uh, you know uh, be, these babies being supported and doing so at an event uh, like a Pennsylvania March for Life is just such a, a rewarding experience. I encourage, if, especially if you haven't attended this, uh, certainly coming out on out to see this. It's, it's, we have a, a huge stage presence. Um, and again, it's just such an encouraging event. So I encourage you to come out uh, October 16th. At the PCC, we're basically the support. I mean, we do, and we try to bring in as many of our people as we can, busted from schools. But uh, I got to say, the the first year of it, I was I was amazed at the turnout. I was also amazed at the planning. And and to give kudos to you guys again, you guys had everything planned, and it has gone so smoothly. And it's not easy to organize any event. I don't care how on what scale, but something this grand of a scale, uh, the Family Institute just just nailed it. And I got to say, the one thing that well, and, and even like, I don't think politicians, all of a sudden with politicians, like, because the Senate and House were in session, I think when they saw everything, it's like, we got to get out there. If we're, we're we, we want to be part of this. And one thing I've noticed in two years is just how the good feeling there. Everybody is upbeat. You can tell there's, there's such a presence of love there and of good feeling. It, you know, when you're out there, it's like, I'm on the right side. This is the side to be. I love that you mentioned that because last year was my first ever March for Life that I had ever been to. Like, I always heard about it, but I was like, eh. And then last year I actually went. And that over, you're so right. That overwhelming feeling of like, you just walk in and you're like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Like, it felt better than any like concert I've been to. It was just, I didn't feel like threatened in any way by the large number because it was a large number of people and I don't really do real in crowds but it was just everybody was so nice to each other mm. like it just was like one of the smoothest runs and you're right it's such a huge event and it was so smooth I was so impressed and I'm really excited to be going again this year I'm a little disappointed that it's going to be kind of cold but <laughs> because last year it was in September so talk to me about why it's in October this year and not September. Yeah, a couple things. So certainly, um, you know, we, we we are praying through and welcome prayers for for nice weather. Um, but one reason, uh, some of the feedback we got, we we love that students want to attend this. We've had a lot of young people. We have a lot of moms bringing kids as well. Um, but certainly, some of the feedback was schools just starting in September. It's hard for us to organize, and so we really looked at October. One reason being to try to encourage, you know, schools and 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 buses from different, uh, uh, you know, universities even, but also you know, grade schools being able to come in and, and support this. So that was one reason that we pointed at. Um, another uh, one main reason um, for even a Monday, sometimes you're like, why is this on Monday? I, 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 I'm working, whatnot. Uh, our main goal, and, and this is you know, also the, the National March for Life, uh, the main goal is really influencing elected officials, so our state government. And uh, they are coming into session on Monday. So uh, a lot of them are traveling in. Uh, they won't have a lot of scheduled meetings on a Monday, uh, but many of them will be in Harrisburg. So we wanted to make sure it was a day where the state officials, your, your state representative, your state senator, are going to be in Harrisburg and have an opportunity to participate 
in the march. Um, you know, we have uh, Senator Kristen Phillips Hill uh, speaking at the march, as well as uh, Representative Josh Kale uh, speaking. Uh, you know, right there at the march, uh, Senator Brooks is giving the, the the pledge. So we have folks, and we invite them to the stage. We have you know dozens and dozens that show up and and, and welcome them right on stage at the march. And so we wanted to make sure it was a time that we're influencing those elected officials. And so using a day, it seems like Monday has been a time when it's worked out well for elected officials. And so obviously needing a session day, there's only so many sessions. Uh, weeks happening uh, in the fall. So we try to figure out when is that best time and, and kind of felt uh, certainly this fall session has, has worked well. And then being a Monday and then also kind of pointing at October, uh, we're excited to see, you know, many other schools and some young people being able to participate with it being a little into the school year and scheduling kind of a time to, to come together with their, their school district. And not to be a little salty, but it's been tough getting the House Democrats in because they've been so picky on their, their session days because of special elections and making sure that they have the, the majority. So it, it doesn't make for a, a lot of weeks. But, you know, I wanted, I wanted to pick up, too, on what you said about uh, the school kids. And it's great seeing young people like yourself, Rachel, and, and seeing these school kids out there. That made a big impression on me. And I remember some wise guy saying, well, they're only out here because they get a day off. And I'm thinking, so? So say a kid comes out here who doesn't even have the slightest idea what's going on just to get a day off, and he's exposed to this. What more could you ask for? You cannot be exposed to this event and not have it touch you. That's so, so true. It's it's really hard not to when you see just the mass of humanity saying mm -hmm. that this is, we believe in life and we believe in life at all stages. It is such a powerful event, and I, I hope that anyone listening does decide to come to Harrisburg. I'm sure there's a bunch of parishes who are organizing things or schools that are organizing things so that everybody can carpool because I know it's going to be crazy downtown, but it is worth it is worth it. And we certainly even have, you know, there's a variety of buses coming. Uh, we have a place for, you know, parking for those bus to drop off folks. Um, so if there's folks needing some of that information, uh, it's on our website, pa.marchforlife.org. Uh, can find more information there. Certainly can contact whether March for Life, Pennsylvania Family Institute, in terms of the best way coming into Harrisburg, whether it's parking over at City Island and walking over. It's not, you know, I've been in D.C. Uh, it's definitely a zoo in D.C. in terms of the traffic and whatnot. I don't think Harrisburg is that level. Um, but certainly, yes, there's ways to make it easy for you. And one is even being able to drop off. The bus drop-off location is literally a block away from where we're going to be. So there's a lot of, of that kind of um, organization to be able to just kind of walk right up to the Capitol uh, and, and be participating in this march. And I think what's great is even the location is right at the, on the front steps of the Capitol. You know, we're right there with our elected officials uh, being able to engage them. We're encouraging folks. We have folks even in the rotunda of the Capitol. So, you know, get there early and, and go right into the state Capitol. There's going to be some tables in the rotunda to help give you information or to kind of address, you know, maybe where your state representative is in the Capitol to be able to kind of point you in that direction. Because certainly we encourage you to go up and say hello, you know, to their staff, to go up to their office and, and just kind of connect with them. So I think the day can be one that is very encouraging to state officials. I think it can be encouraging to you and, you know, children and even students that are there. I think some of the speakers that we have, I'm excited for. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, pregnancy centers. Um, there are several pregnancy center directors that are going to be speaking. Uh, uh, Pastor Jay and Tiffany Gilbert uh, founded a pregnancy center out in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're the MCs for the day. I'm excited for them. Uh, Jill Hartman, who we mentioned uh, from Lancaster.
sister uh, running a woman's concern uh, is going to be speaking as well, really just to the importance of what pregnancy centers do and, and the work that they're doing. Um, some other speakers, there's a, a Dr. Kendra Kolb, uh, who's a neonatologist. Um, I'm excited for her to be able to speak, you know, from a medical perspective, you know, highlighting what she sees with prenatal kids and, and being able to, you know, really come alongside, do all they can to try to save a life at, you know, 22 weeks, 23 weeks. And yet, you know, here we are at a state that we're allowing abortion at that same stage. I mean, it just, so I think some of the messages that can be heard there, boy, I, I'd love as many students hearing that message because I think we've got some, some rock stars, you know, being able to take the stage. Um, there's a doctor, uh, uh, David B. Wright, uh, with, uh, he was a founder for 40 Days for Life. I know that's something that is ongoing right now. People that are going to abortion centers and standing outside and really trying to encourage a woman that's going in for an abortion to, to reconsider and to really know what resources are there. So the 40 Days for Life campaign has been great. And so David B. Wright's going to be speaking there. So just a variety of people on stage to be able to engage, you know, during that rally, I think is something to be excited about. So uh, I'm excited, uh, you know, uh, looking forward certainly to seeing so many that have been there before, uh, you know, this being the third annual and that those that this is their first time and, and being able to engage this is, is exciting to, to see coming up. The good thing too about this is, you know, so much now you hear in the media and it seems like they would have you believe that popular opinion is against those of us on the pro-life side. Uh, I don't think that's right, but it's easy to get discouraged. And when you come out to this event, you just feel so good. Like when you see the wide range of people who feel like you do, and it, it gives you courage to keep feeling that way, whether it be a young kid, whether it be an older lady, older man, um, you, you get blue collar, white collar. It just, it, it's very reinforcing to show that, you know, we, the, the media, I shouldn't say the media, those on the left might get their message out. It seems like sometimes more often, but there are a lot of us who feel the same. Right. They don't speak for, for all of us. Right. I love that. So talk to me a little bit more. We, we kind of touched on this a little bit about how PA Catholic Conference and the PA Family Life Institute are working to advocate for the expansion of care for not just women, but for families and babies in a post-row world, especially now with certain pro-life organizations, they're in danger of, of losing their funding. After the march, what kind of happens next? I, I know with us, and I, you guys are probably the same way, we're looking to make sure that funding continues to crisis pregnancy centers, whether, uh, and hopefully it would be for real alternatives. I don't, it, it's hard to say where the, the situation is now. I don't think the fight is over, but we're hoping that we can at least get that funding to keep coming to these crisis pregnancy centers. And not all these crisis pregnancy centers rely on state funding, but it's it's a big chunk. And, and talking with Sarah Bowen of A Promise of Life, she said it does make a difference. So there is that. We're also looking at um, different kind of bills, like there's the uh, the one that uh, human donor milk it, it, for for um, young medically fragile infants. We're trying to get that uh, across the finish line. There's also the maternal uh, mortality bill, and uh, one thing we're working the last last session there was the um, the task force to examine the effect of the opioid crisis on infants. That task force kind of did some work and then kind of petered out. We're trying to revive that so they can take the recommendations there and and move that along. That's something that um, we'll be working on. And and the good thing with this is, with a lot of these maternal mortality bills, they do have support from on the Democrat side. There's um, uh, Judy Schwank out of Berks County. She is, is very supportive of that, and she is willing to work with, with Republicans and with the Catholic Conference. You don't always get that, but there are those who, who are willing. And 
you know, they don't always welcome us into their, their offices, <laughs> guys like Dan and myself in our groups, but some do, and we'll, we'll take that where we can. We've unfortunately run out of time, but if you'd like to hear the rest of this episode, you can listen to us anytime on Spotify under Candid Catholic Convos, or you can download this episode from our website at hbgdiocese.org. Thank you so much for listening. Our goal at the Diocese of Harrisburg is to walk with you on your faith journey. So if this episode resonated with you in any way, the easiest way to show your appreciation is by sharing this program with your network or by leaving a review on your listening platform. You can also support us financially by making a donation online at hbgdiocese.org slash D-A-C and clicking the make a donation button. Thanks again, and we'll see you at church on Sunday.